0: I've never been much for gaming. I like the idea of games, sort of like the, I like the idea of eating carrot cake. I don't really eat it, but it is good. But my family enjoys it, and I so I just, you know, whatever. I don't enjoy gaming, but what I do enjoy is the thrill of getting the game running. Now, with computers the way they are now, it's a lot harder to have that enjoyment because games kind of just work now. I I install Steam, I can install Call of Duty, whatever. You can pick a console game like a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, or an Xbox game, you you, you put it in and it just works. Or you got to wait, you know, an hour for it to download or whatever. Gaming just works. And that kind of, that thrill was always get the PC Gamer magazine put the CD in, oh, it didn't run on my 486. Now I have to use memory management to get more memory so I can actually play this game. Today we're gonna talk about retro computing. It's uh, Monday, December the 12th, and this is The Brew House. You know, most of my intro into gaming was playing Doom. Uh, in fact, uh, my parents were completely against Doom when, when, it, when I first heard about it. My cousins were allowed to play Doom. They lived in St. Louis, and they could play Doom, and they were telling us all about Doom, Wolfenstein, all of these games, and we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to play this game. Fine. Okay. No big deal. We won't play Doom. Well, then my dad uh, went to work and he played Doom there at, at, over like lunch break or something. And he's like, oh, this game is so great. And um, so I was allowed to play Doom. It, I think at the time it was actually Doom 2. And I think it had two or four uh, floppy disks to install. And you played and you battled the monsters. And then dad came home one day after work and said, I got a sound card on my computer. You should hear the monsters. You could hear them breathing around the corner. And so... Um, we went that weekend, and we got a sound card for the computer. Uh, at that time, I had my own computer, um, and then they had the one, the Tandy, downstairs. I had a, I had a Packard Bell, and they had a Tandy. 425 SX was theirs because they weren't allowed to use 486 because that was owned by Intel. And uh, so we went to Sioux Falls. We both got a sound card, a sound blaster, I believe, and we both put them in our machines. Yeah, he was right. You could hear the monsters breathing around the corner. It was so cool. Then Dad says, did you know that we could hook our two computers together and we could battle each other? And I'm like, I didn't know that dad. And so we didn't have a home network yet. We had um, a modem, but we didn't have any, any home network. And at the time networking was still pretty new and the best buy in Sioux Falls really didn't have any networking equipment. So he came home with a super long eight pin cable and we made our own com port. Uh, We had to do the crossover com port so the transmit and receives were switched around. And yeah, we spent hours playing Doom. He'd be like, you finish your homework, we'll play Doom. You finish, you know, do your chores, we'll play Doom. And you know, I I can't say that I got good at it, but I, I did get good. And then it turned out over like the summer, we found out that you could play it over modem. And so I would game with my friends and then dad would come home and I would just decimate him because I would spend all day playing Doom over modem with my buddies. And and um, but then I, that was kind of like my foray into gaming. And, um, you know, as, as we get older, sadly, things like that stop. Different things happened. We started playing paintball and doing other things instead of gaming with Doom. My dad, however, did continue up until he passed away playing, I believe, Quake Arena at uh, over his noon hour with the other engineers, and I know that he enjoyed it, and I know that if he would have ever had the opportunity to play me again, he would just destroy me. Uh, he, was, he was very good, and, you know, part of it probably was he let me win. You know, he's like, you need to strafe, you need to, you know, Doom didn't have jumping, but later on, like, games like Quake and things, you could jump. He he just, you know, he he got very good and very into it. So, anyways, uh, besides retro gaming, I'm really interested in the Apple II, like, following. I I was um, working on my iPod the other day. And I went to YouTube to look up some videos, and all of a sudden I, I kind of fell into what I call YouTube hell, where yes, I was watching videos on iPods, but now all of a sudden I'm watching videos on retro gaming on the 6502 Apple IIe. It turns out they still make brand new games for the 6502. Yeah, I'm not kidding. There's a, I was just looking at, um, one i I can't find the name of it anymore since i was looking at it yesterday but a brand new in the box wrapped in plastic like adventure game for the 6502 which led me to this site reactivemicro.com the mods that they sell i'm I'm looking at them right now they sell um all sorts of mods for the apple ii let me see They, they got sound cards they got rom they, they have, um, different power supply. So you can have a higher wattage power supply in your two E they make, um, yeah. So turn it to RCA output or it does RCA, but then it switches to HDMI. So the RCA that comes out of the, the Apple two, actually goes and you can now run an HDMI to a regular TV screen. They have uh, a compact flash adapter instead of a floppy for a, for a hard disk like just crazy things that they can do with these 2Es. They got a 2E cooler because one of Steve Jobs big things was the Apple 2E needs to be fanless, so it has to be completely silent. Well, obviously some of these things are a little, once you put a ton of these cards in, they're gonna be drawing more power and making the thing hotter, so now they sell coolers for the Apple II. I actually installed a network card in my Apple 2E. I believe my part number on this, on this network card I found, uh, like screen printed on the board, was 0001. I don't know if I'm the only one to buy it, the first one to buy it, or the first one in that series to buy it. But I got this computer on the internet, and it came with some sample programs to write a ping program. And and so I wrote a ping program. And for the longest time, I had it sitting on my desk, and if I needed to ping something instead of using my desktop, I would swing over to the 2E, nail up the ping, and let it either fail there or succeed there, then I could just watch it on the on that screen. It, it was completely useless, but it was still fun. And I still have that machine. It's just sitting over at Techno, and I haven't had time to mess with it. <laughs> but I was just shocked the amount of things that you can do in the retro computing space. I was also impressed. So as time went on and... You know, I, I, my first, the first computer I ever had in my in my room was an Apple IIe. and that was back when computers came with manuals. So you would actually, if you wanted to write code, you would open the manual and you would read about how to how to write code. Apple actually came with BASIC, so you could you could write. You know, I, I did a lot of choose your own adventure games in BASIC, and that was fun. And but it, but it was like the computer came with manuals. But then, you know, computers keep getting older. You know, later on, I had a E machine and all of this, and obviously manuals go away. But even now, people are taking these e-machines, these old computers, and they're... For the e-machines, not so much the Apple IIe's and stuff. They're actually taking and removing the guts of the machine and then putting uh, high-end components in these old machines. And the, back when I was way into cars, we would call those sleepers. You put a big motor in... Uh, jalopy and you wouldn't let anybody know that you you had this big motor this this nice transmission in this car and then maybe you'd want to drag race so you'd get underneath it and you'd flip the header open and all of a sudden your jalopy turns into a powerhouse i don't know it's kind of cool kind of a fun way to express yourself and uh and that i I saw another guy he it was a a phillips c-rom drive like an SC 150 or 153 or something like that. Guy couldn't find the circuit board for it. So he searched high and low. And he finally found a guy who had the ISA card that uh that that supposedly was for his model. The guy obviously was, you know, was was also a retro computer guy. And instead of having the guy send off the the board to him, he had him take really close-up high-resolution pictures of just the board front and back and this guy who obviously is a computer engineer, the, the, but who also enjoys making this old stuff work used GIMP and Kaya something. I, I don't know much about designing circuits, but he used Kaya something or other to actually design these circuits. And he had to guess a lot of the traces and he worked and worked and worked. I think he said he spent three weeks of every night he'd come home, he'd get on Twitch, spend hours designing this board. So then he he thinks he's got the board. He asked the he asked his buddy with the actual card to do a couple of electronics tests to make sure that what some of the assumptions that they had made about the traces were correct. The traces were correct, so he sent off to uh, to get the board made. Most of the product, most of the stuff on the board were kind of off the shelf chips minus a crystal controller, which was labeled Phillips, but, um, he was able, since, since it had the frequencies written on it, he was able to get a non-brand Phillips branded, um, crystal chip for the timing. There was also a UART that wasn't actually a UART, but that wasn't a big deal. Anyways. He put all the chips on, he put the thing in, he downloaded the drivers because there was a really good repository for the drivers, just not the card, and it didn't work. And the guy was obviously devastated. Weeks of his time on this, and it didn't work. But don't worry, the story has a good end. I, I, I just gave away the end. Anyways, uh, he, so then, all these people that were on Twitch were helping this guy try to figure this out, try to figure out how they're going to make this board work. And uh, he, he, he finally found some obscure. He didn't, but one of the one of his followers did. Found some obscure documentation about mixing two of these drivers together, and that'll make the 153 work or the 150 work or whatever it was. And the guy obviously was really reluctant, like, oh, it ain't gonna work, whatever. And uh, but he tried it, and it worked. And the joy on that guy's face, like, that guy was almost in tears. Like he was streaming on Twitch when it worked. Or no, actually, he wasn't streaming on Twitch. He was going to, he was going to stream, but he thought he'd try it first to see. And when it worked, he went live on Twitch right away. The guy was almost in tears because it was working. And I remember that joy. I remember putting in the PC Gamer CD and being able to try out Rise of the Druid, I believe. And the game wouldn't work, wouldn't work, wouldn't work. Compressing memory, doing all, like loading up the bare minimum to get this thing to work. And then Rise of the Druid came up. I mean, it probably took me a weekend to figure out. And and it finally came up and it worked. And I got to the intro screen. And I just wasn't interested in playing the game at all. It was all about the journey. It was all about just making this thing work. Can I make this work? And when I got it to work, it was like, nah, neat. I don't really want to play this game. I'd rather get more games to work. I'd rather try out this new skill that I learned about, memory management or whatever the whatever it is in that case like we used to make memory drives and then i'd load doom into the memory drive because it would make it really fast like i would have no load time no lag i don't think it helped me win anything but but i would do that anyways i would literally make a ram drive install doom into it and then call my buddy and say hey let's play doom and obviously there was no reading from from doom on the disc i think it already read the wad into memory anyways and uh It loaded the wad really fast when I started, but I don't think it really gave me any type of advantage in the game. So there weren't really no load screens in that time. But yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this retro stuff that I found out and how cool it is that a lot of these people are keeping this alive. It it made me think, boy, I wonder if a guy could make a game for an Apple IIe that people would actually buy. It would appear that you can, and people do, Obviously, you're not going to make you're not gonna become a millionaire doing it, but you do get to enjoy the fact that people are using this old hardware to play these games. And with that, I'll leave it for today. Have a great Monday.